This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. On the weekend, you may have missed this. The Golden Globe Awards happened. Well, kind of. They didn't have a ceremony and nobody was up on stage accepting anything. And yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a cluster. Was it a Facebook post? <laughs> this could have been an email, yeah. said the Golden Globes. And they followed through. Uh, Golden Globes was canceled because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. I don't know a lot about this association. I do always hear them getting thanked in, in, in the speeches. And thank you to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Always at the Golden Globes. Right. Uh, apparently, they're a little bit racist. And there's a real lack of diversity. There was some unethical behavior. Um, in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and there's calls for uh, a total overhaul. They need reform there. So they canceled the awards. That COVID-19 didn't help as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they did still give out awards to uh, the big movies and TV shows out there. Best drama, Power of the Dog was best drama. I started watching it on Netflix. Benedict Cumberbatch is the star of this one. It was kind of slow. Is it actually about dogs? No, cowboys. Oh. Of course, right? Why would it be about dogs, Jim? (laughs) Then it wouldn't be artsy. (laughs) It's just the power of the horses. Power of the dog. Best drama. Best actress in a drama, Nicole Kidman, played Lucy in Being the Ricardos. Will Smith one best actor in a drama for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Just kidding. King Richard. <laughs> okay. I never saw that one either. I haven't Whoa. seen it. This is good. I mean, we're, we're in a quasi-lockdown right now. You need some show or movie suggestions. Here you go. West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg musical, won best musical or comedy. Uh, best animated feature film, Encanto. Which is the new one, if you're a parent, you know this on Disney+. Plus. Uh, thank you, Encanto, for coming along and giving us a little relief from Frozen. Because my two-year-old daughter is obsessed with Frozen. Is there another annoying song in this one? Is it a musical? It's pretty good, though. Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote all the songs. So the guy who did Hamilton did this one. There's some catchy tunes. We're not sick of them yet. Haven't heard... Uh, surface pressure as many times as I've, I've heard let it go, Jim. So we're doing okay. TV Awards Succession, which is one I haven't watched, but it's on the list. Have you watched Succession yet? It won Best uh, best Drama Series. No, my girlfriend's all over it, though, so this is great. Yeah, I hear it's really good. Uh, you had Ted Lasso cleaning up with Jason Sudeikis, winning for his role in Ted Lasso. And blah, blah, blah. Why are we even talking about it? If the Golden Globes couldn't be bothered to throw an award ceremony, <laughs> why are we giving them the time this morning, Jim? Recommendations? That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you want to find the full list, we'll post it on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. But uh, they had the award ceremony kind of on the weekend for the Golden Globes. Metallica's COVID-sniffing dog. <coughs> you heard me correctly. Metallica using a dog to sniff out COVID. Hmm? A a number of bands are doing this right now. 
Metallica, Tool, the Black Keys have all used dogs to find traces of the virus in members of their crew, entourage, and anyone else who might be coming backstage at one of their shows. Metallica's management company said this in a statement. So far, knock on wood, the dogs have been knocking it out of the park. We haven't had a dog miss anybody. (coughs) So they've trained these dogs, and you've heard of this, right? Like a dog can smell cancer. Oh, yeah. Right? So you have dogs that keep going to a certain area on their owner's body and barking and sniffing. They go to the doctor, get checked out, and they find a tumor or something like that, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So same thing. 12 dogs trained and working through a company called Biodetection Canine. They sniff people's hands and feet. And now with the new variant, they're going to be sniffing masks as well. The company says it's faster and cheaper than a regular test. Very accurate. They say a dog test costs around $2 per person. Yeah, you rent it for the whole night, I'm assuming. You break it down from there. But that's amazing. It would be way quicker. Yeah. Like you don't have to stand by the side and like wait for 15 minutes for your results to clear whatever. It's the, the sniff and go. Similar to being at the airport. No, right? Like, you know, your day's ruined. If that dog starts barking in front of you. (laughs) Yeah. Either you're dying or you have cocaine on you. (laughs) Not good either way. Well, I'm assuming at a Metallica or a Tool or Black Black Keys concert, there'd be a couple people smelling like at least the reefer trying to get backstage, right? (laughs) But pretty incredible that, that dogs can do that. And Metallica seems to be enjoying the system right now with the puppies issue is uh, the band members can't play with the dogs you can't really be too friendly with them because they'll get used to your smell and then they can't accurately detect the covid oh so that's torture you have an unpettable dog walking around yeah the the sense of smell on these things incredible like think they can smell covid jim and they smell each other's butts. How pungent would another dog's butt be to a dog? <laughs> yeah, and they get right up in there. They get right up in there. They can smell stuff that we can't even register, yet they still sniff butts. What are we missing? <laughs> I'm glad I am. I'll be honest. <laughs> COVID-19, oh, why you so mean? My tests came back clean, but I'm still in I hate the fact that we still have a use for this song. Uh, we got a couple COVID-related stories from the past week that we got to get caught up on here, Jim. You hear about the mom who put her son in the trunk of the car because she thought he had COVID? I did. How stupid can you be? 41-year-old woman in Houston, Texas, uh, put her 13-year-old son in the trunk of the car to drive him to a testing site. She got there. There's a video of her popping the trunk, <laughs> the kid getting out, and then getting into the back seat of the car. I, I don't know if the kid voluntarily got into the trunk, but I guess it doesn't matter because the mom was charged with felony child endangerment. <laughs> there is a warrant out for her arrest. Wow. I read that she was a teacher as well. That may have been just a rumor, but... No, uh, testing site was run by the school district. Sarah is a teacher in that school district. (laughs) She is now on administrative leave. Oh, my goodness. Like, at that point, if your kid has COVID, just get COVID with them. Like, put them in the trunk. (laughs) Like, give it up. 
Here's another one. Jim, uh, you sent me this story. A BC woman got a ticket for distracted driving because she was uh, on her phone while waiting in a two-hour COVID testing lineup. How terrible is this? You hear about this every once in a while, these cheeky little tickets that cops will give out because you technically broke the law, but really... Did you really break the law? They're sitting there moving at a snail's pace. Apparently, she wasn't even like uh, texting or something like that on her phone. She was talking speakerphone. on speakerphone yeah. with her brother uh, while this, you know, I don't even know if she was moving at the time. But I mean, in this point of COVID, you think the cops would give people a bit of a break? Uh-huh. Like, how do, how terrible is that? Those are expensive tickets, too. A thousand bucks sometimes. Yeah, shooting fish in a barrel, really. You know, obviously, people are going to be using their phone if they're waiting in a two-hour lineup in their car to get COVID tested. I hear she was she was on speakerphone talking to her brother uh, who was in the trunk of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to call my brother. He's in the trunk. Yeah, I think yeah. he might have COVID. I think he's got any oxygen left. <laughs> and now, the winner is... It's time for sports with Taz and Jim, joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. And golf records are getting shattered, Dev. Yeah, Cam Smith is the new record holder for the lowest ever score on the PGA Tour. He shot a 34 under in Maui over the weekend, uh, winning the Century Tournament of Champions, uh, just barely outlasting John Rahm. So what I love about this story is the old record was set by Ernie Els back in uh, 2003, and uh, Cam Smith beat it by four. So you have have Cam Smith, who is Australian, finishing at 34 under, and John Rahm, who came in second at 33 under. So what? you think John John Rahm's going through this whole tournament thinking, I'm just crushing it. I'm cruising. Yeah. And I'm gonna break I'm gonna break the record. I'm gonna, and break I'm gonna, the gonna win the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cam Smith said not so much. But that the guy I feel even you know worse for is this other guy, Matt Jones who shot a 32 under. So you have a 34 under, a 33 under, and a 32 under, and only one of those guys sets the record. When you think at least one person going over 30 under, that person's going to set the new record. Not the case. Is the course too easy? Were the conditions just perfect? What's Zero going on in Maui? Fire the pin placement guy, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's not the hardest course of all time, uh, but still, the conditions seem to be just absolutely picture perfect for golf on Sunday. Talking this morning, uh, of course, about Bob Saget, who was found dead in his hotel room. Yesterday, if you're just waking up, I know it's shocking news. He was only 65 years old. Bob Saget, of course, probably best known for his role as the dad on Full House, returned in Fuller House. Um, Danny Tanner, America's dad, Jim. Mm -hmm. I, I think he was he wasn't at the top of America's dad uh, list. Until Bill Cosby went to prison, then he got bumped up. <laughs> then he yeah, was officially, it's like, no, so. you're our guy now, Bob. Please. <laughs> His co-stars from Full House have tweeted out tributes. John Stamos says, quote, I am broken. I am gutted. I'm in complete and utter shock. I'll never have another friend like him. I love you so much, Bobby. Uh, Candace Cameron 
Bure tweeted, I don't know what to say. I have no words. Bob was one of the best human beings I've ever known in my life. I loved him so much. Dave Coulier, my heart is broken. I love you, Bob. Your forever brother, Dave. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olson. Bob was the most loving, compassionate, and generous man. We are deeply saddened that he's no longer with us, but know he will continue to be by our side and guide us as gracefully as he always has. I, it was just a couple months ago, man. I was sitting in front of my TV. I pulled up a 20-minute long video that Bob Saget had posted on YouTube. Uh, he was paying tribute to his good friend, Norm MacDonald, who mm-hmm. he directed in the film Dirty Work. And it was an open, honest uh, sharing of Bob's grief surprisingly losing one of his friends suddenly and then you flash forward a couple months and bob's gone too man it's it's so sad i i um i sent him a message thanking him for sharing his stories about norm mcdonald you were a huge norm fan i was Mm -hmm. a huge norm fan i said thanks for sharing the stories and he responded he gave me the like you know and and you, you thought you had so many more years with bob the last picture he he posted on social media was from the day he died. He was on stage in Jacksonville, Florida, talked about how much he loved getting back into Mm stand-up. See you soon, planning dates into 2022. So I I don't know. There was no sign of drug use, no um, suspicious um, uh, reasons that police could find for his death. So just one of those things, you, you, you live every day and you never know if, if tomorrow that's going to be it, right? Yeah. And, you know, based on that post, at least he died. I know it's a cliche, but at least he died doing what he loved. Like it could have been worse. He could have been irrelevant, you know, at home, miserable, but he was out doing exactly what he wanted to do. Seemed like he was on cloud nine, loving life. So, I mean, if that was his last day on earth, it seems like it was a good one. We've got messages coming in from Taz and Jim listeners about Bob Saget. Here's what I forgot he was in this movie, and he's not in it for a long time. But if you've seen Half Baked with Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Bob like- Saget, he's got like two lines in the movie. Yeah. And, and when I say two lines... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was like when I still pictured him as like the full house guy. Like that was before he kind of came out as the uh, super dirty stand up right. comic. Like he kind of had a revolutionized but career after that. He was always a dirty stand up comic, and then he got this squeaky clean role and two pe- squeaky clean ones. Yeah, people didn't realize that he uh, he he could play in the dirt a little bit. And uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, look it up. You can find it online. Bob Saget in the movie Half Baked and. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us of that one. It gave me a chuckle watching that scene when Thurgood goes to rehab. You're here for marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> you're ad- Hold on. You're addicted to marijuana? That's why you're in rehab? <laughs> and then Bob Saget jumps in with his classic line that we cannot play on the radio. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Dave. You wanted to say something? Hey, just wanted to call little Mr. Saget. Yeah. Two of his favorite performances that... You guys aren't mentioning yet America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. You, you know, I, Bob Saget, I used to think, was lame on that show. I'm like, oh, it's so lame. But I, I think the joke was on us because he got paid millions of dollars, and I think he he knew 
that it was he was doing dad jokes and puns and like he knew it was just a paycheck, right? And it went on forever. Absolutely. Far superior to Tom Bergeron. <laughs> um, favorite Bob Seger role all time is uh, his cameo in the final seasons of Entourage. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of similar to the half-baked cameo where he played yeah. like a... Uh, Oh yeah, <laughs> like a, a debaucherous version of himself, right? Hundred percent, and it was so spot on. Yeah, Bob Saget. Guys are like, "What? We're hanging out with the guy from Full House." No? Oh, <laughs> Universally Saget. loved, man. Everyone seemed to love the guy. Uh, Bob Saget has passed away at age sixty-five. It's time for sports on a Monday with Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Let's talk NFL. An exciting weekend as we get ready for the wild card weekend coming up here. Yeah, it was an exciting weekend, especially for, uh, you know, Bills fans, uh, Patriots fans. They both knew they were going to the playoffs, but they didn't know who was going to win the division. And, and now they're going to be playing each other in the uh, first round in the wild card here. So that'll be almost a kind of a rematch of what we've seen throughout the regular season. And I'm almost thinking of the very first game between the Bills and the Patriots, which was heavily impacted by the weather. The game yesterday for the Bills also heavily impacted by the weather, in particular the wind. And I almost wonder sometimes the Bills overthink themselves when they play the Patriots because it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And you almost psych yourself out to try and do too much against the team. So that is one game I'm really looking forward to uh, next week. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the fact that they tied the Detroit Lions back in November and that tie ended up helping them make the playoffs, I thought was a nice fun little twist. Ben Roethlisberger gets at least one more week to continue his career. Yeah. He's expected to retire at the end of the season. Well, let's, uh, the talk, Raiders. let's talk. Yeah, let's talk Raiders. I stayed up and watched that game. And I have a couple buddies who actually bet on the tie thinking that the Raiders and Chargers uh, staff would have been talking to each other because if that game was a tie, both of those teams would have made the playoffs, right? They would have made the playoffs and the Steelers would not have. So that was the only scenario based on the way Sunday unfolded that the Steelers would not have made the playoffs if the Raiders and Chargers uh, tied. And then they went to overtime, of course, with uh, the Raiders beating the Chargers. And we forget because, you know, time is kind of crazy right now where so much happens. Like the Raiders had the whole John Gruden situation this year. And so they've got their interim coach right now taking them to the playoffs. Playoffs. Their interim coach, I think, might be the coach of the year, giving all he had to deal with this season. What do you think of the wild card weekend uh, coming up? They're they're going to do a Monday nighter. They haven't done that in the past. It's the first time they're going to have games on Saturday, Sunday, and there will be a Monday night game coming up this weekend. I'm surprised they haven't done this already because this seems to be right up the NFL's alley. Like they just want to dominate the entire week with nonstop football. I like it. I mean, why not? Why not have Monday night football in the playoffs? I say go for it. Caca. 
Jim, you've got a ski trip with your your buddies planned for next month, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to BC, Golden BC. Have fun, be safe, look out for water hydrants on the ski hill. Water hydrants? Yeah, I I wouldn't have thought that was a concern either, but a crazy incident at Beach Mountain Ski Resort in North Carolina on Friday. Uh, Apparently, a skier crashed into a hydrant on the hill. The hydrant right underneath the ski lift. So water starts like... High-pressure water just shooting out of the ground, hitting people on the ski lift as they uh, make their way up the mountain. It's just uh, to the point. It's like a geyser. Yeah. And the water was shooting people off of the ski lift, Jim. So they were falling out of the out of the air too after as well? Yeah, they got shot right out of wow. you know the ski lift. You're you're there's not much stopping you from falling. Yeah. That water hit them and it sent people flying. Here is one of the women who was actually blown off the ski lift by that water. All I can remember is seeing the metal bar that like comes down just fly up. And then I just remember seeing myself in the air. And then next thing I was like face first, like almost like belly flop down however many feet. I want to say at least 20. I wouldn't have jumped it. My whole left side is just in so much pain. My neck, I can move it left and right, up and down hurts. My shoulder and chest pain is really bad. Lawsuit. (laughs) You think? Man, I was I was reading about that. I think I might prefer to be blown off than some of the people who got stuck, uh, like and got sprayed for a while because they were half frozen to the chairlift once they finally turned the water off. Well, this was this was the big issue. Sure, people got shot off, and, and they realized there was a problem with this hydrant spraying water right into the ski lift. But then when they tried to solve the problem. They just made matters worse. The problem was is when they stopped the lift in one of the videos, they stopped a chair directly above the water. When that happened, it was it was pretty hard to watch. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but there's two people on on the ski lift. They stop they stop the lift, stop the lift. So they hit the button, whatever. The thing stops, and the two people are stuck in the chair directly over this geyser. Yeah. That is spraying water up with intense force. I don't know how you'd breathe. Like, there'd be a drowning risk almost. They're getting completely engulfed in water. And apparently, they were stuck like that for two minutes. Yeah. And all you can see is is flims kind of like flailing and blowing, like, because the pressure is so high. I guess they broke a couple limbs because their arms are just, uh, you know, hitting against the ski chair itself or the chairlift's yeah. chair itself. It's and, like one of those uh, at, at the, the used car lot. One of those... Wacky, waving, inflatable tube guys. Exactly. Like, the, the pressure of this water is <laughs> insane. Taz, watching the video, too, of, like, right before the chairlift stopped, it was, like, the worst game show or the worst game of musical chairs you could ever be involved oh, yeah. in because it's slowing down. It's like, are they going to, oh, and then stops directly above it. Like Wheel of Fortune where yeah. you're like, oh, here it comes, here Bank it comes, up. and then it just clicks, and they, boom, right over top of the water. We posted the video on the Taz and Jim Facebook page if you want to check it out. Uh, two people hospitalized because of the incident, and they're expected to recover, but... 
Watch out for those water hydrants on the ski hills, Jimmy. <laughs> Add it to the list. Add it to the list of things I'm concerned about with you going skiing next month. Jim, what was the highlight of your weekend? Um, won a little poker on Saturday. Won a, won a couple hundred bucks. That was good. Was a couple little, hundred. One, uh, did some online poker. It was my buddy. Shout out to my buddy, Putty. From S. Elliott Masonry. It was his 35th birthday on the weekend. So he uh, couldn't have a party. He had a little COVID scare contact or something like that. So he was going to have some people over outside. Didn't. So we did online poker instead. Okay. Yeah, it sucks for anyone celebrating a birthday. I know uh, our, our neighbors, Ryan and Brooke, they've got uh, a daughter, Savannah, who turned two years old on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And again, this year, Savannah got robbed of a birthday party. She's two, you said? She's two. So yeah, she'll, she'll never remember it. She's never had a birthday party, though, Jim. Couldn't have one last Best year. Best time of ever COVID. to miss one, though. <laughs> when you're young? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but she's going to become, she won't even recognize that birthday song. She <laughs> will, she's going to be 15 or 16 years old, out for dinner. The wait staff's going to come over, randomly start singing this weird tune to her, and yeah. she's not going to know what to do. She's going to start punching him in the face. She's like, ah, the cake's on fire! <laughs> Happy birthday. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Savannah. You've missed out on your first 16 birthdays because of COVID. <laughs> this is a tradition. Most people do it. <laughs> Let them sing the song. We should have warned you. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to Putty. Mm-hmm. He, you know what? He didn't even show up. We organized this <laughs> poker thing for him. And he's like, yeah, I might be a little late. I'm skating with my kids. Like, there's some outdoor rink. And uh, he didn't even show up. So, so you I, had Putty's birthday party without him yeah, online yeah. with a bunch of random dudes. Yeah, yeah. Well, a bunch of his buddies. But uh, I'd say it was more fun without him. Sure. You won $200. <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty good to me. My my weekend highlight was at the Taz Mahal, we took down the Christmas decorations. And oh, yeah? Boy, oh, boy. <sighs> Seems like more trouble than it's worth. <laughs> Putting that stuff up, taking it down is, like, terrible. Yeah, because there's nothing to look forward to. Right. It's like driving home from vacation. You yeah. know what I mean? It always seems like the drive home is three times as long. For sure. As the drive there. And that was the experience, taking every single little ball off the tree, <laughs> putting it in the thing. Oh, wait, we got this over here, this over here, up and down the stairs. Life's tough, pal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim, you said you saw the new uh, St- uh, Spider-Man movie, right? The yeah. Far From Home, no way, ho- no way Home, right? No Way Home. Yes, yes. And your favorite part of the movie was all the different Spider-Men broing out together. Yeah, there was, I don't want to spoiler it for anybody, but it was, uh, there was like a funny scene that lasted way longer than it needed to, and it just kept on going, and it cracked me up. I don't think it's a secret anymore that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire reprise their roles as Spider-Man and get pulled into Tom Holland's Spider-Man universe in this movie. Imagine how amazing it would have been, though, if you never knew that and that happened. Like, I was thinking after the movie that, like, it's just too bad that nobody can keep a secret because that would have been one of the most outstanding theater moments of all time. Yeah. Not to overhype it. It still was. They they started clapping when uh, Garfield appeared when I was watching the movie. The theater. And when's the last time you've been to a movie and people are clapping? They can't hear you. (laughs) <laughs> you know? 
figure it out. <laughs> Last time I saw it was when I saw Mighty Ducks 3 in the 90s. So Triumphant victory by yeah. the Ducks in that one. <laughs> I get it. Um, which Spider-Man do you think has made the most money playing the role? It's a website I found. They did some calculations, and I think they got it figured out. Huh. Like my gut says Toby because he's been it for the longest. But the Tom Holland movies have been the most successful, I think, and the yeah. whole the whole uh, MCU has been a money maker. Toby Maguire is uh, is the top guess here. They think he made four million for the first Spider Man, pretty good. For the sequel, Spider-Man 2, 17.5 million plus 5% of the profits. Oh, boy. That's, that was a massive movie. That's huge. Spider-Man 3, salary was 15 million with 7.5% of the take. So he, you got to get those points on the back end. I find this crazy. Tom Holland in Captain America Civil War, his first appearance of Spider-Man, what do you think he got paid for that? Uh, 1.5. Reportedly $250,000. Hmm. Which is a lot of money, but... But how long was he actually in the movie for, really, when you think about it? Like five, seven minutes? Like, really, when you really break it down. Yeah, stunt doubles, right? Stunt doubles, CGI. Yeah, yeah. He probably didn't have to work that and hard. Then, and then you take that role knowing that the big paycheck is coming down the road. Yeah, for Homecoming, he got $1.5 million in salary with bonuses. Uh, and then it went up from there. No Way Home, $4 million. Or Far From Home, $4 million. No Way Home. Huh. They don't know what he made. Don't know what he made for the Avengers movies as well. But he's got to be... Right behind Toby, you'd think, at yeah. this point. It's a little surprising that 20 years ago, Toby Maguire was paid more to be Spider-Man than Tom Holland was, though. He was a name, too, though. Toby Maguire, true, you true. know, was in Oscar-caliber movies back then. Poor Andrew Garfield gets no respect. Made $500,000 for his first Spider-Man movie, and the poor guy only got a million for the second, and they, they just cut it off there. <laughs> That is a little surprising, though. Like, I'm always confused as to how, how paychecks are decided, but that seems low, too. Like, yeah. knowing how much money that movie's going to rake in, I don't know. Well, we have friends who are actors, and they'll tell us what they make for a commercial, and it seems like crazy money. Yeah, like $15,000 sometimes yeah, for, see, like, a day. It's like, really? For for uh, 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 Krabby Joe's commercial, you got paid that much money? Mm-hmm. But then you hear five hundred thousand dollars. You're like, oh, that's not enough to be Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely two ends of the spectrum there. Uh, as of right now, it looks like Tobey Maguire is the champ, the OG. I thought I thought you were going to bring up the just the breaking news here, Taz. That I just saw about a moment ago that they have confirmed that there will be a third movie with Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. No, he is coming back. I just read it. Come on, yeah, yeah. Was, that's happening. There was a big push online. They say Toby got his trilogy. You got uh, Tom Holland. He's got his three movies. Confirmed, Andrew Garfield is getting three? Uh, I, ju- I don't know confirmed, but I, ju- I swear to God, I just saw it five minutes ago, and I was like, wow, that, this is crazy. But uh, that, that's, that's the rumors going around that it okay. has been confirmed. The but like, r- I literally, it said confirmed. It's confirmed that there's a rumor it's been confirmed. No, no, no. I, no let me confirm it let, for sure. Let me Google this. Yes, here it is. Andrew Garfield returning as Spider-Man confirmed by Sony. Wow. Um, and look at this. I scroll down to the article. They're going to pay him 
$6,000 to reprise his role. <laughs> he, just, he just loves the job. Can't catch a break, poor guy. This will give you a chuckle this morning. We were just talking about Will Smith winning a Golden Globe on the weekend. Uh, best uh, actor for the movie King Richard. It sounds like a Shakespeare thing, right, Jim? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's about Venus and Serena Williams and their dad, Richard. Will Smith plays their dad. Hmm. Apparently, it's pretty good. Will does a good job, but uh, what I like about Will Smith is he's got a great sense of humor. He doesn't take himself too seriously. The weekend that he wins a Golden Globe Award, he also posts this video on his social media accounts. He was doing some training with the Miami Dolphins, okay? So he's in the Miami, Miami Dolphins training room. He's down on his knees and rolling out uh, his... Uh, his arm, okay? So he's got the foam roller going. He's rolling it out his arm. And listen carefully for what happens next. Training with the Miami Dolphins was going great until that morning coffee snuck up on me. Oh, sorry about this. <laughs> sorry about this. <laughs> you guys have, you have showers in here? <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he accidentally squeaked one out. And the best part is there's a guy with a boom mic standing like five feet away. from You know, the big microphone on the pole? Mm-hmm. So he wasn't getting away with it, right? <laughs> Good for Will for embracing that. You got to be used to it when you work in a gym, right? Rolling more than just the muscles out. Yeah. You know? You usually ignore that sort of thing, but when it's Will Smith. <laughs> I would have jarred it and sold it online. <laughs> More like fart prints of smell air, am I right? Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.